and live around the world, this is Paper Cuts with Brad and Jay. We'll just get this out of the way here. Thanks for joining us on Brad's show. Yeah, thanks for coming to my show. You I did not say shenanigans. <laughs> okay. Are you, are you drinking already? No, I've just got water. Just got water. <laughs> Always looking smooth, aren't you? Yeah, I, I do. It. I try to clean it up for the show. Look, one of us has to. Come on. Welcome to the show, Bo Johnson. <laughs> it says Johnson. <laughs> Live. So I'm trying this this video behind me, that right? Over, over my shoulder. I'm trying to, you know, I got TV back there. And I forgot that Brad was monetized and freaking ad started playing back there <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know if this is going to work or not i may demonetize you just from showing this or whatever no, i don't think it's good it's I, I don't think it matters I don't know. what's up everyone welcome to another exciting show of paper cuts it's friday night don't you play shabies right here unless of course we're not having a show then that's when you have the excuse to go watch the other shows that's how it works right? <laughs> let's go let's go with that over there it's oh, brad yeah. my name is jay that's it for us let's get to it uh joining us tonight from the wilderness somewhere in canada <laughs> is, is it snowing yet up there you know it 11 is 11 hours 12 months you know you may know him from his uh bishop writer series of books where he talks about how to kill people. Oh, he talks about how Bishop Ryder kills people. Let's just, <laughs> let, let's just you know, make that known right now. There, it's not a, it's not a how-to guide, right? I know. It, it's like, we're going to talk about that because I, I think that line is blurred a little bit. <laughs> or you may know him from his TikToks. I'm hoping to get some sort of uh, tutorial tonight because he's got some freaking awesome TikToks out there. <laughs> I just like to say I'm I'm, I'm almost 45 years old. I'm, I just keep saying TikTok. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm down with the kids these these days. Everyone, welcome to the show, Bo Bishop Ryder Johnson. Everyone, <laughs> what's going on, Bo? Thanks for having me, guys. That was a great intro. <laughs> I do what I can. I, after yeah. this, I'm done talking. It's all Brad now. That's yeah. all me. <laughs> But what are you normally doing on Friday nights? I know you sometimes you actually you're in the chat, so we appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. Uh, Friday nights, usually around here, just watching shows with my wife. And we just uh, <clears throat> we got a dog. So it's a little different Friday around here. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. What's your dog? Yeah, brand new puppy. Yeah, Escapoo. So first time dog owner. Where, where is he? He's upstairs. Oh, <laughs> you could have brought him. I mean, yeah, you could have brought him. Yeah. Mac, when Max Booth was on, he had Frank running in the background. He had like a little ramp up to his bed. You could hear him running back and forth. <laughs> nice. So what brings you by? I just want to chat a little bit, do you? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, like I might have a new book out. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, Bishop Ryder and this new book. Uh, old, <laughs> well, old man, uh, old man writer. Old man writer, yeah. It's his last book. It's my last book, anyways. So you say that, done. right? What's you that? say it. You say it's your last one. Well, right? no, like... I will always write, but uh, I'm done with publishing. That's uh, that's it. So it's his last book, last 25 stories of his life that go back to the beginning of his life or his struggle, hits the middle and hits the end. It's been fun. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Tonight. We yes. appreciate it. <laughs> Here we meet again. Yeah. And so there's there's four books, right? Five in total. Five. Five. Yeah. Okay. What's the fifth one? A different kind Old of hate. Writer. A better kind of hate. The big machine eats all of them to burn. All <laughs> brand new dark and old man rider. Yeah. 
Okay. So do all are all of them all Bishop Ryder, or are there other stories mixed in with some of them? Yeah. So hang on. I got I got a tutorial. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> there's nine Bishop Ryder stories in here. Sixteen Bishop Ryder stories in here, along with other uh, stories, uh, and I believe twenty or nineteen Bishop Ryder stories in here. It's like a map along test. with other stories, and then these two books are pure Bishop Ryder stories, fifty in total. So all together, through all uh, five books, there's 96 Bishop Rider stories that make up his life. You couldn't come up with four more? <laughs> I wanted to, but then it felt like I was phoning it in, right? So, <laughs> and then, Sorry, you just, know, the, the just way... A side note, this, this over my shoulder is just not working the way I want it to work, so... <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be like a better effect or something. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, Brad. So was your uh, original intention to keep writing all these stories, or was he just a character amongst the other stories in that first book? Uh, well, I always say my running story is uh, after the fourth or fifth story, I knew I had a mm -hmm. a character with legs, so to speak. <laughs> so, <Ba -dum> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, I always thought it was just going to be collections of short stories. But then during the third book, I, I realized uh, once I killed him that <laughs> – <laughs> I could work spoilers, spoilers, Spoiler, spoilers, yeah. Oh. Kill them in the third book, but there's two more books after. Yeah. So yeah, because I should say I write a story at a sequence. So that's the thing. I you know, sometimes I go to the past, sometimes the future, sometimes it's the present, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the one of the moves I get to do. You get to hop around in time. So when I when I knew I was gonna kill him, I'm like, do I give him a blaze of glory? Let him go in a blaze of glory, or am I going to let him kill people for 40 years? And I chose 40 <laughs> years of killing people. And then I worked backwards from there and the last two books came out. Did you have any like certain inspiration for him specifically? Because for me, I I like him to like Punisher. He's very much like a Punisher. Oh, he's very much like Frank Castle. Yeah, uh, yeah. When I grew up, it was the Charles Bronson Death Wish. So th those were always in my background. And then I found Marvel Comics and the Punisher. So it's sort of a blend of those two. But I knew I wanted to put my own spin on it. So that's what I tried to do. I hope I did it. But yeah, but you have to see the parallels between Frank Castle and Bishop Ryder for sure. That was a little, little, a weird question. Any inspiration? Killers, Brad. Killers. <laughs> I mean, that's. Yeah. Yeah. What was it about him that you think drew you to writing more as opposed to maybe some of the other characters from your other stories? I would say how he kills. Like, okay, all yeah. of a sudden it turned into this thing where I'm like, I don't want to repeat myself. So it's sort of mm -hmm. in his signature. He chooses, like, some people deserve a little something extra. So he, he goes that little extra mile to give them the comeuppance they deserve. Do you have, do you have like, a, like a Rolodex of different kills you just <laughs> hop into every now and then? Because you got to one-up yourself each time. Yeah, I, I don't, but, you know, like a writer like me, a lot of people do too. I'm always writing when I'm thinking, right? So I'm always mm -hmm. thinking, or, or sometimes I look at something, I'm like, could that be used to kill someone? Oh, that could be used. <laughs> so, it's like that. And then I'm like, I haven't written about that before. But uh, funny story, I, I put out a tweet yesterday that I I wrote a story where I used two great whites to kill a person. And I, <laughs> I'm like, the first time I ever did that. And then I forgot that I actually did kill someone by a shark. So <laughs> I had to put a retraction tweet out there. Yes, I forgot I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> so your next book is going to be the 101 non say non dangerous looking household items that you can kill somebody with right <laughs> you can kill someone with yeah <laughs> so you're calling these short stories like i i know when i read the last one i'm reading this one to me they're more like journal entries because a lot of first person yes uh, yeah 
presentation. So that's what's a little scary that these are kind of first person <laughs> journal entries. And then I put that along with some of the TikToks you've done to yeah. promote your books. Um, so that's that's why that line between Bo Johnson and Bishop Ryder is kind of blurred. Well, that's why I wear the mustache, right? So okay. you, you have that separation. <laughs> I just wonder if you've been under investigation any at all. I or, have not. You know, and I don't know. I don't know much about Canada. Do they yeah. even care? Yeah. Or do they say well, we're, we're a little lax? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Mounties don't care. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of property here. Yeah. Yeah. They tell you where you can bury them. <laughs> uh, in the comments, uh, Jack Prince has a question. Hello, Bo. If you're continuing to write, where is the output going? Apparently, no, no one's ever going to see it again, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I always said too, like uh, I, you know, before books and that, I used to send them out to websites, right? Shotgun Honey, Out of the Gutter Online. So if I can find someplace like that, I imagine I'll still be at uh, Shotgun Honey every once in a while. Like I think I have, I have a new story coming out soon from uh, Shotgun Honey. It's sort of an addendum to Old Man Rider, just the uh, 700 words, and mm -hmm. it's a little cap on. The whole series right so that's probably where i'll go yeah so I mean, are, are you gonna yeah. do novellas and novels of other no i think i'm done just yeah. really done yeah you don't think now, i'll like never say no don't get me wrong i'll never say never <laughs> but but i really you know it, sometimes it's as an indie writer you, you get frustrated you know like my first book did okay my second book tanked my third book it was my most po it is my most popular book so i thought it was on the upward trend and then my fourth book, just it's just a colossal failure. Uh, but I knew as I was writing it that I'd write the fifth book. So I already had written it when I realized that Brand New Dark burned or tanked. So it's just sometimes it's just frustrating. You want Everybody wants to get their story out there. wants their words to be read. But mm -hmm. so I just decided that's it. I'm just I'm going to take the heartbreak out of the equation. Do you think you'll ever try any like a different genre? Because Bishop Ryder is crime, but you are also mm -hmm. heavily into the you're in the horror community. You pop up all the time there. Do you ever think you'll take a stab at a horror story or anything? Mm, well, that's where I originally started. And I, uh -huh. I didn't have much luck with that until I found crime. And I say I found my voice in crime, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that I can't transfer back maybe, but I started out uh, Monster of the Week, time travel, stories like that until I oh, found. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, it was uh, Shotgun Honey was the first stories I started reading about crime, which made me try and grab everything for crime at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to come back with a like a, a different name? <laughs> oh, <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, you know the, well, that, that, that's the thing. He's going to show yeah. up with the mustache and be like, "Hey yeah. guys, hey guys, my name's Tom Smith, Richard Bachman." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bow Rider instead of Bishop Rider's yeah, pen Bo name. Rider, yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> no, but it's been fun, really. I not many, but not many people get to do this to, to, like i thought i would never be published right and then i had a deal in 2015 with uh double life press and i'm mm -hmm. like this is it and then they went bankrupt i'm like fuck there's my one shot <laughs> but then nine months later uh down and out books or eric campbell uh picked up a better kind of hate and so i know i've been fortunate but mm -hmm. it just sucks sometimes you can't you know i don't have an agent i'm my own worst enemy too i don't have an agent i write short stories a short collection of short stories. It's the hardest thing to really sell, right? So yeah. I'm always behind the eight ball. Did you ever have a, a desire to write longer stuff, or did you always just want to stick to the short stories? No, I tried. I tried once, and I failed at it miserably. I just oh, like yeah. I've always said. I think I said to you before we went on. I am uh, terrible at writing the boring, the boring parts or the stuff uh -huh. that connected tissue. Uh, 
So I found with writing short stories and how I could connect them seems to work better for me to do an overarching narrative through short stories. Mm -hmm. Do you think you've gotten better at the, the boring stuff, quote unquote, since you start, you've got five books and you don't know. I will, I will have to say, yes. I will have to say yes. Like my, my uh-huh. stories used to be on average, uh, come in at about 1500 words per story, but now they seem to be, they stretch to anywhere from 2000 to 2,500. So something has happened in the last mm-hmm. couple books, but. So I would say yes. Do you start out aiming for that kind of uh, word count for each one or just let the story go with what it goes? Yeah. With? Yeah. I'm a pantser. Yeah. It's hard. Some, some come in at a thousand, like the one today I worked on came in at a thousand. Right. And then uh, last week there was a 2,500 one. So it's just where it goes or what the ideas is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the Bishop writers, do you ever think you'll collect all the stories again in like one omnibus and do them in chronological order? That's a good question too. I've been asked that many times. The big book of writer, and I will say no. <laughs> yeah, oh, I will say no on. because a couple reasons. I like it how it's out of order, out of sequence, and uh-huh. and then if I went back and did put them in chronologically, would it take something away from what I've done? And third, I'm probably going to find some mistakes. Right, <laughs> <laughs> so many timelines, I'm bound to have fucked up somewhere. Yeah. Do you have a pretty good like idea of where you are in the, in the timeline with each story? Like when yes. you start writing it? Yeah. So I had to, I cut off his leg in the second book. So that's like my pre-leg, post-leg. It's both halfway through his life. <laughs> yeah. So he has, uh, Batista is his first partner and Jeremiah Abram is his last partner. So that's about, there's some overlap in between, but that's, that's the clear cut. Yeah. I was going to ask you about the characters. I mean, the, you, see, you see a lot of characters moving along with bishop throughout mm-hmm. these the series uh was that always a, a set in stone when you first started you wanted some reoccurring characters throughout or well i just i knew i knew he couldn't do it alone right, right. Mm-hmm. so uh he needed help so that was the first uh partner bishop and then i i when i started killing him killing these people all these different ways i'm like i can only do so many things i had to have a guy that could build things and so that was how ray was born he's the builder of Right. Ray's yeah. great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Do you have the time on for Ray too? I don't want to uh, say what it is, but post this and pre this. <laughs> uh, Ray precedes everything from uh, Kuwait when they were war buddies together. So he was always there, even though I didn't mention him in the first 10 or so stories until I brought uh-huh. him in. I retroed him, right? Uh, and then oh, where was I? What was the question? Was that mine? Uh, <laughs> just having having the other having the other. Well, characters as far as the character, the characters crossing over to, to each. Oh uh, yes, and then I realized how big Bishop was getting. I needed I needed money, so that's how uh, Jeremiah Abram was born, mm. uh, who was the son of the man who killed Ryder's uh, mother and sister. So I mm-hmm. thought I'd do that. So the insurance money he got or whatever he uses to help Bishop and work off his father's sins. So I thought that was a, kind of a neat idea. I think it's interesting that you chose, you know, it's sort of a parallel with uh, Frank Castle where with Frank, it's like his wife or his daughter get killed or whatever it is, but now it's his mother and sister. So writer's like even more of a tragic character because he didn't even get the opportunity to have his own family. I don't know if you've ever thought about it like that or was that the intention or. Oh yeah, that was the intention. And I've said this too before. I, I, you know, I've written written so many stories. I tried one time and failed miserably at this too, to give writer a love (laughs) it. And I'm like, fuck, this does not sound at all like Ryan. So got rid of got rid of that that story. <laughs> like the dinner conversation would be very awkward for for Ryder and his girlfriend or what. Yes. <laughs> What'd yeah. you do to Henny? Well, you know, bash this guy's brains in and <laughs> you got a little matter on you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you ever thought of taking any of the uh, side characters and maybe starting a, a universe with them, going down that road, like their origin stories? I, I have. I have. I, you know, I like uh, the story that I had mentioned earlier. It's coming out of Shotgun Honey. That's like what happens after like, Ryder dies from a character's mm-hmm. point of view. Yeah, LJ wants a Mitchell Ryder Omnibus too. I, I saw that, that. yes. it's It's been, well, again, I'll never say never, but I just, the, the reasons why I don't want to do it, I, I just... I don't need something else to fixate on like the mistakes that I've made that I might've made. I don't know if I made them, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I have. I don't know. I, I think you have another book in you pre leg pro leg might, you know, pre leg post leg might be the, uh, that's the just the name of the, the book. Next, that's the name yeah, of the book. That's next to the title of your next. <laughs> that's the next title. Yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. Well, any news on the anthology cover? Nah, uh, Cover art, no. Anthology, I think we have about, I've been given about 10 stories so far, and some have knocked it out of the park, and some really don't understand Bishop Ryder. <laughs> like, I thought they would, but anyways, it's it's it's, it's still going to come out uh, next October, so there's, I think the cutoff is the end of April we made. So tell so us about this anthology that, that you're talking oh, about. Oh, so uh, this anthology is, uh, blows my mind that it's even happening. Uh, I think it was Alfred uh, that put the idea out there and it was my buddy Alfred. And uh, it was another guy that said it prior to him a year prior, but I can't remember who it is. So I can't give them proper credit, mm-hmm. but he said, what if we did a, a, a anthology of Bishop Ryder stories, other people write it. So I put a tweet out there and then it was phenomenal. The response that we got. So I talked to my publisher and they agreed. And so me and uh, Hector Acosta is going to help me edit it. And yeah, if you want to send me a story, send me a DM. It's like a Bishop Ryder multiverse or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's going to be about uh, yeah, yeah, about uh, twenty stories. That's what we're shooting for. Yeah, and so then the, the, some of the stories that I got so far uh, come at Ryder from an angle I never even imagined, which blows my mind. I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Right? It's so <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah. So with that, did you give them certain guidelines? Like it has to be within a certain time frame, or are they allowed from beginning to end to, to do Yeah, stories, I, I have or? about two, two pages of guidelines and I'm like, mm-hmm. use them all, use none of them, use some of them, do what you want. Yeah. So I just give them the guidelines of the, like the pre-leg, the post-leg and, you know, mm-hmm. the names of people and uh, Culver City, right? Where this mostly takes place. Yeah. So are they allowed to do it from Bishop's perspective or is he just has to be in the story? Yeah. He's just got to be in the story. They can do it from like okay. uh, perspective I got was from, the guy running from Ryder, which I've never okay. done. Yeah, that was one of them. Yeah. One of them takes place <clears throat> after Ryder dies, decades after Ryder dies, which was pretty cool too. That's cool. Yeah. So it's a perspective of, of like a, a bad, bad guy where I yeah. mean, you look at Bishop Ryder, is he a good, bad guy or a bad, good guy? He's, I say he's just one rung above the people that he kills. He's, oh, okay. God, he's, he's, he's murdering and chopping <laughs> up rapists. <laughs> Right, right. You know, he's he, he. I can see how people think he's a good guy. I, I certainly do. But he, he knows he's not. But he just can't stop doing it. Right? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, so a bad good guy. I mean, he's 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 killing the people that need to be killed. I agree. But he he's a little he's a little shifty and dirty himself. So you know. Oh yeah. And he's maybe. he's kind of someone that started out with maybe like the best of intentions and just kind of lost his soul along the way. Well, I think it was it was yeah it was taken from him yeah yeah. Yeah, and he's always said, I've always said it's, or he's always said, it's never been about saving people. Mm-hmm. But writing a story from the point of view of someone he's trying to kill, I mean, those are some dirty, nasty, uh, <laughs> dark people that he kills. So, I mean, that's got to be pretty deep. 
Oh yeah. You know, it's gotta be. There's a reason I chose this. Write that. Yeah. 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 So what is you say that a lot? The um, it's never been about saving people. No, it's been about stopping them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it? Now I like, always said it's a by. If you save someone, it's just a byproduct of stopping someone, right? So uh-huh. I look. He looks at it that way. Because a lot of the stuff, you know, there's already the victims for these people, so you can't save what you know someone that's already been victimized. So it's about stopping them from doing it to somebody else, I guess. You got it. What made you go down this road to make your main character of the series of books this kind of person, this kind of dirty, gritty person that is just just as bad as some of the bad guys he's killing, though? Well, I mean, how's I just, that? Yeah, like I said at the beginning, I didn't realize until the fourth or fifth story that I'm, you know, this guy's got legs. I'm writing about the same guy. But in those four or five stories, I wrote him at the beginning of his career. And then all of a sudden, I'm writing about this old man and his partner who's dying in a, in a, in a bed. And I realize mm-hmm. it's it's Ryder and, and Batista. So now there's all this time between. And I'm like, well, this stuff's got to fill up in there. So why <laughs> he's got to do this, he's doing it. And he still is just a surly bastard at the end of his life. <laughs> he was at the beginning of his life, right? So he was just a little more, uh, I can't even say brasher because he stays pretty consistent as, as he gets older. Like I always say like his partners too. Like Batista fought him at the beginning. Like he didn't want, he knew it had to be done, but he didn't want to be part of it. And he came around and he ends up doing just as, just as dark things as, as Ryder. But Jeremiah, when he came up, whew, he's a <laughs> he little seems, he seems, he seems little to enjoy it quite a bit. Yes, he does. Doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I like sort of the, the model. I got, I'm assuming it's Jeremiah, the monologues that he gives a lot, like when maybe writers like standing behind him and, Jeremiah is like the talker, the one talking to him a lot. Well, that's what I said. When you write stuff like this in these short stories, it's so hard to give exposition sometimes. So I choose a, that's not Jeremiah actually, but it's a, I call him my unnamed narrator. Okay. He just, he, he works for Ryder, but he just, he's sort of the guy before the guy I call him. Right. Yeah. He's holding them until they show up. Right. So. Okay. So I, mean, I, always, he, I always assumed it was Jeremiah. So it's just, it's another unnamed character. I've never named him, but yeah. Okay. So, I mean, since, since we're putting to rest Bishop Ryder, just yeah. go totally opposite, write a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, it, it, that's, how, that's how you promote it. From the creator of Bishop Ryder comes everyone poops part two, you know. Just, yeah, no, you, <laughs> you gotta make, you make Bruce your main character back there. Bruce is, look at the wholesome looking fellow. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I found him in the basement of this house when I moved in here. <laughs> Oh, that was a plus. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, Megan likes your shirt, by the way. Uh, I figured she would. Yeah. <laughs> so with uh, with Culver City, is that is that like in a location? Because you never say like, it's like it's in Canada or the United States. Do you have like an idea of where that's at? Well, I, yeah. People ask me that too. I've left it open, but it just seems that he's people think he's American. So I just let it let it ride out there, right? Once in a while, I throw in, I dropped a dirt bag into the Hudson and let that sit there. So, okay. Yeah. We'll say, is it based on any real city as far as like geography or anything, or you just kind of yeah. make the whole thing? Uh, up? I just needed a couple places. So I think uh, I use uh, Culver city, Hanson falls and a place called Brock. So just so he's not always in the same, same city. Right. Even though the cities are like a, a million people, you know, he's easy enough to stay lost. I, you know, he's got to move around a bit. Right. Yeah. 
So since you're writing, since you've written all these handbooks of how to commit murders and get, <laughs> get away with them, like what's been your reaction from like family members and stuff that read it? Like do you not get invited anymore to barbecues and stuff? Or, or I feel like you've talked to, you've talked about that on Twitter before, I think. About, I have, yes. There's yeah. been a couple of times where like people actually fucking, I, I either they're being obtuse and I can't tell or they actually think that this is me. I'm like, I look at it now, like, okay, I'm doing my job. If they think that this is me, right? But what can you do, people, right? Well, I mean, but you go farther though. I mean, you make these TikToks of you're carried around an axe, <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're going into the woods and, and yeah. you're making these noise. Yeah, I, I can see where the confusion comes, but yeah. come on, I, I I can see it too. But I just look at it like this: I have no marketing budget, I have yeah. no uh -huh. agent, I have this phone, so I'm going to use everything to the best of my ability. Well, I mean, you're using social media. That's like everyone's yeah. number one uh, marketing tool, basically. Yeah. So, so what do you have any advice for any other authors who maybe don't utilize social media as well about what to do or anything? Because you, you're always doing like I feel like you do a new video every day, either doing your own stuff or promoting somebody else's book or. Uh, advice. Uh, well, yeah, I would just jump in there with both feet. Like that's what I like when I first started promoting others, it was because I went to this, uh, conference called BoucherCon, and I was very, very new, very green 2017, I believe it was. And some writers I didn't really know took me under their wing. So mm -hmm. I wanted to pay it back, say, thank you, whatever. So I bought their books, took pictures of it, posted it to social media and then people seemed to like it and snowballed from there. And, uh, then we opened up this, uh, Bo's book nook at, my business here, our, our business here. And I started doing uh, posts and people liked them, but no one came to buy books. I'm like, well, fuck. So I said, <laughs> what if I do videos? So I started doing videos and lo and behold, people came and bought some books. So I'm like, nice. okay, what about the books I got at home? So I started doing videos there and I called it the Monday love. And then Steve Weddle from uh, do some damage contacted me and said, do you want to come and be a contributor at do some damage? And that's how not most book nook. That's the genesis of that. And then it just snowballed into this from there. And I have I have benefited benefited from it so much. I can't tell you how much I've benefited from it. Like there's there's a lot of supportive authors out there, especially in the horror community that support other authors, but I feel like you are the top of the mountain. You go above and beyond right. supporting other people. Like every day you're talking about someone else's book and you go buy it and all this. So I feel like you're the most supportive dude in the community as far as I'm concerned. Well, thanks. But I learned from uh, quite a few people. I had great teachers like Gabino and Paul Brazil. The guy doesn't get enough credit. He was promoting my stuff when no one else would touch my stuff back in 2015, 2014. So I learned from people, right? And I just hopefully I can pass it on. Someone else does it, right? Yeah, Jack and Laurel are agreeing with me, which people don't agree with me very often. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when that's, I think we, uh, we mentioned why well, I know I mentioned it on, on Twitter when we uh, signed you up for the show, you know, I said we we're going to talk to the, the biggest supporter of the community, basically. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I, th I think it's seen that what you do as far as promoting others and the support you give others. So we're just saying it, but I think others are know, know about it and they think it, too. So well, not to, not to make this all mushy on a Friday yeah. night. <laughs> I, try, I, yeah, I try to keep it interesting, too, because sometimes right. you get. You know, it's it's always a, an evolving thing too, because it used to be always pictures, then I got into video, and then uh, a little story about my old phone, my Android. All of a sudden, you couldn't sync up uh, my lips to the to the audio, and it was very off putting to watch. <laughs> so then I started doing these little skits, and people seemed to like them. 
but then I, my uh, boy got me a iPhone. So I'm back to, I can, I can do both you're, now. You're in the big do, leagues now. What's that? So you're in the big leagues now with the Yeah, I'm in the big leagues now. Yeah. So I'm I can that do guy regular, that refuses to get iPhones. <laughs> regular uh, book reviews. And then I can do the skits too. Who helps you film the skits? Is your uh, my, middle, helps? Uh, my middle boy. Yeah. He helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Is he the one that was in the, the dump truck or the, the front of the bulldozer like a dead body? <laughs> well, no, that was my nephew. Okay. But uh, <laughs> my son was in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> What's going through their heads when you're asking them to do these things? Oh, they just be, they, be they, dead in this video. Well, okay. My, my, my nephew loved it. Uh, my son, you know, uh, as long as, you know, he, he, sometimes he does, he's a double for me. He stands in from the back, puts on my sweater or whatever. Right. But he, I don't think he really wants to be in it with his face or whatever. Right. But if I asked him to, sure he would. But so I just try and keep out of it like that. Try to figure out a way around it. So do any of your any of your kids read your work at all, or your, does your wife read your books? Uh, so I told my kids they got to be eighteen mm -hmm. to read it. Uh, my wife tried; it's just not for her. Yeah, she sleeps <laughs> with one eye open. Yeah, <laughs> is she worried about it now? <laughs> uh, she knows. She uh, at the beginning when you know it was the monster of the week of the time travel, it just it just wasn't for her. But she she likes the you know the the crime. She likes Bishop, but she hasn't read them all. Nor does she have to. It'd be nice. Mm -hmm. Just a, a side note. I mean, Bruce is getting a bunch of love into the chat. Just oh, so you know. nice! Yeah, I mean, that could be. Your, I mean, if you decide to write some more, that could be your your writing. That the horrors of Bruce, the fact that he was in the basement of the house you bought, that's gonna be stories right there. So yeah. that writes itself. It, yeah, uh, Laurel. I was telling the guys that I found him in the basement here. He was part of. Uh, we have the cruise business, so he was part of a pirate cruise they were going to build back in the eighties, and it just didn't pan out. And he's been in the storm cellar for. 30 years 30 plus years and i found him we moved in here two and a half years ago so <laughs> i think uh, i think moral should put him in her next book bruce yeah yeah there he's been go. in a lot of pictures yeah so you were saying that you freak your wife out about your writing so who who does your uh who, who do you bounce your stuff off of since your wife can't read it and your kids are too young who do you uh, well, I have this Discord group with a good bunch of people in it. They, okay. you know, bounce ideas off each other. Bruce is in the storm cellar plotting God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> so with the, the stuff you're writing now, mm -hmm. is it still crime stuff or have you done some horror stuff like the stuff that you wrote after you finished this book? Or you kind of uh, going well, all over the place? Yeah. Or? I didn't uh yeah, I didn't write for well, I finished Old Man Rider last November, and I didn't write till maybe I got COVID in August. So I was laying in bed for seven days, and I started writing again. So I hadn't written for what's that? Nine months, eight months. So, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I'm a I'm a pantser. You know, when the <laughs> idea strikes, I, I will write. So sometimes uh, this is that was the third time I hadn't written. There's been a couple other times, maybe six months between stories, but this was the longest. But uh, yeah, it's crime when I'm writing again. Yeah. Have you written anything before you started releasing the Bishop Ryder stuff? I mean, when you were younger, anything you might want to revisit? Uh, well, no, because that's the thing. Like, I, I wrote one in my teens, so no, you wouldn't want to see that. Fuck no. <laughs> or you, you can fix it and change it. <laughs> you can Bill. Fix it. There's, like, there's a couple out there, you know. I think it was uh, uh, Alexander Graham Bell and Elijah Gray, and it was a time travel grandfather paradox piece of crap. <clears throat> but anyways, you know, like uh, – 
I've always said uh, Stephen King was the first book I wrote, Misery, uh, or wrote, or wrote, yeah, I wish, <laughs> uh, read, and that got me hooked. So I started writing in my teens, but then, you know, alcohol gets you in your way, buds, bars, girls, and then all of a sudden wife, and then kids. So I didn't yeah. get back to writing till uh, my third boy came along. So that was, what was that? 34, right? 35. So <clears throat> at the beginning, you know, there's, there's stories are out there. The ones that when I restarted, you know, there's some yeah, that are in my computer that can probably just stay there, but the majority of them are <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, do you want to play a game real quick? You'll play a game, Bo? Sure. Sure. I'm up for games. Is it a drinking game or just a regular game? Well, I mean, you can make we can, it a drinking We can game. make it a drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty good games. Everyone you get wrong, a shot. So I mean, maybe, every, the, maybe the everyone he gets right. It depends on depends on how good he is, right? Did you look at him? Did that make him too hard? Some of them are, are kind of. <coughs> yeah. What's it involved? So, uh, uh, crime movies. Oh, okay. Since we're talking about crime, you're writing crime and all yep. that stuff. So, um, do you, you want to ask? Moral, moral screaming. Make it a drinking drink game. <laughs> make it a drinking game. Yeah. We should just invite Laura on right now and see who could drink who under the rug. <laughs> Bruce would definitely win. Look at him. Yeah, the, oh, the stamina on that guy. Look, he's got no arms. Yeah. <laughs> Get the poorest shots for him. <laughs> so we'll do some we'll do some crime movie trivia here, okay? Sure. Yep. All right. That was beautiful. It's a beautiful, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's our that's our full budget for for the whole month. You want to go back or forwards? You want to do them all? You want me to do them all? How you want to do this? Let's let well, you know the answers already. You looked it up, cheater. Right, I know. No, no. I mean, you you me can ask. Oh. Watch, or, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you you go first. You can start. Okay, here we go. Number one, and I hope you you brushed up on your. Hope you watch a lot of crime movies and stuff. Since so you do a lot of crime writing, you know we're trying to make that connection. So we'll shoot yeah. here. Boondock Saints from 1999. Yeah. How many times is the word fuck used? It's multiple, it's multiple choice. Okay. Jay, you just threw my monetization, my two pennies I was going to make out the window. <laughs> it, it, it's it's multiple choice to help you out. But how many times is the word fuck used? Is, wow. it, is it A, 246, B, 144, C, 321, or D, 98? Oh. Let's go D. D ninety eight. You're very low. Very low <laughs> on that. Very low. It is reported that the word fuck is used two hundred and forty six times in this movie. That's a lot of fucks. How many people are going to go back and watch that sometime this weekend and start counting them? Not so, me. I, I kind of want to. I, yeah. I kind of want to. I don't know if I believe that answer because I feel like they say the Wolf of Wall Street's like number one with the F word. Bro, that's they probably two hundred and some fifty. I don't know. 247. Yeah. So, all right. We're all starting right. off great. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> so, if this tanks, this is Jay's fault because he picked the question. <laughs> okay. He always gives me gives me hate because the questions I pick. So, this one's pretty good, though. In the movie Goodfellas, the I am funny scene was improvised by which two actors? Am I funny? See, not I am funny. It's the presentation, man. Come on. Were they two, like Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci? Yeah, yeah, really. Oh. Yeah. Funny, funny how. Funny. Do you yeah. so for you, Bo? Do you like good? This isn't one of the questions, but do you like Goodfellas better or Casino better? Damn, that's mm. tough. But Goodfellas. 
Goodfellas. I love. I think Casino's underrated. People don't get enough credit. Yeah, it is. No, I agree. It's a good movie, but I, I think something about Goodfellas. It's always going to be it. Mm-hmm. Now I, I got one for you. What about uh, Tombstone or Unforgiven? Tombstone. Yes. Tombstone's pretty good. Yeah. 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 All right. I don't think you're going to get this one. This one's kind of hard. Kill Bill Volume One. Talking 2003 here. The tune that L. Driver is whistling in the hospital is from which 1968 movie? <laughs> is this Damn, multiple Jake. choice? No. <laughs> no the reason I put this one on there because I remember when the movie came out. Yeah. And she was whistling it. Everyone was like, "Where is that from?" So this 1968 movie got a little bit plus, uh, a little bit publicity during that time. Yeah. Because Kill Bill came out. And well, I haven't seen it since, so I, I can't. I know <laughs> the movie's Twisted Nerve. Now, how many people um, are gonna go back and try to watch that this weekend? Look, I've never even heard of that movie before. Well, you were like five when Kill Bill Volume One came out, so no. What year did Twisted Nerve come out? Nine, yeah, I was totally not alive in 1968. When Kill Bill Volume One came out, 2003, you're like five. No, so, I was, you, I was at least, I was at least 11, Jay, <laughs> at least 11. <laughs> Right. Uh, Rebecca just fired me from trivia, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm one of oh, this, three. You want, this, you'll probably get this one. In the movie Reservoir Dogs, who does nice guy Eddie arrange to see to be seen by a nurse named Bonnie? It's multiple choice. Multiple choice. So we got Mr. The, multiple choice isn't going to help because it's just all the Mr. Color people. Is it Mr. Or, Pink, Mr. White, Mr. Orange, or Mr. Blonde? Yeah, so who I, does who does nice guy Eddie arrange to be seen by a nurse named Bonnie? No, pink. Mr. No, try again. Pick another, pick another color. Color white. <laughs> pick another <Yellow>. orange. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Orange. <laughs> and by the way, that Bonnie character is also in Pulp Fiction. Just as you know, side there as the oh, same character. She? I think so. At least the name and uh, there's some kind of connection. I think. So I mean, I've only seen dogs once, here. but I've seen Pulp Fiction four or five times now. Yeah. Jay, okay. this next question is this a crime movie question? <laughs> it is a crime. Home Alone is a crime movie because <laughs> were they not trying to break into the house? They were. Right? Okay. They were. I love Home Alone. Home Alone's great. Home Alone. What does Kevin find in a box when he's in Buzz's room? I think there could be more than one answer because he finds multiple things in there. Okay. Well, he, I haven't watched Vibrator? it. Vibrator? <laughs> <laughs> his brother Buzz's room. What Home Alone is that? <laughs> I haven't seen that in years either. Harmonica? I, I don't know. I think you're thinking of Bone Alone or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. Buzz's girlfriend. Hey, come on now. This was like last minute stuff. Okay. <laughs> He goes, oh, yuck, and he throws the picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. He found, he found like I still, I still don't recall and, it, but okay, yeah. He found like comic books and firecrackers and stole his money out of there. And... Yeah. Okay. All right. Jay, this is going fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> in the movie The Naked Gun, when Frank opens his refrigerator and sees expired food, what year did the mayo expire? Jay, what is this question? <laughs> <laughs> Who is paying attention to what year the mayo expired in this movie? These are questions actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. 79? There's been talks about these questions, though. 
have their who? Who's talking it, it, about this question? Fans of the crime world cinema. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's multiple choice, Bo, so I'll help you out. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did the mayo expire in 1974, 1988? 1985 or 1982. <laughs> what year did the movie come out? The movie came out in 88. 85. No, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> it's the same 84? year. It's the same year that the TV show Police Squad debuted, which is a TV show I've never heard of either. <laughs> 70, you weren't born yet for that. Yeah. I wasn't 82. born yet. 82. 82. 82. Okay. Yeah. Like, Seriously, Brad, you were born what in two thousand three or something? Eighty six. I was born in eighty six. <laughs> so I'm I'm whatever year old, thirty six years old, I think. Eighty six, man. Okay. The good old days, right? The good old days, yeah. <laughs> Look, Ellsbury just flat out called me out. The worst trivia ever. So. <laughs> I mean, am I one for six? Just go ahead, and kick Ellsbury out of the uh, chat. <laughs> You, right, you should get this at? one though. You should get this one because we talked about this off off air. This movie, okay. did we? Or I was rebooting. Okay, he was rebooting. Silence of the Lambs, nineteen ninety one. Still, Brow was not born yet. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar for his role of Hannibal Lecter. What is the total amount of time he's on the screen? Fifty five minutes. minutes. All right, it's multiple choice. One. Okay. Fifty five minutes. Sixteen minutes. 69 minutes. That was yeah. you changed and, that one on purpose, didn't you? Yeah, in 25 minutes. 16. 16. 16 it is. Yeah. I thought it was it's 11 long. for some reason, but yeah. Yeah, I know it wasn't much time, but well deserved. Yeah. Do you know in Beetlejuice? Beetle, Beetlejuice is already on screen for like seven minutes. I did not know that. So, it's just I don't, uh, random facts I have floating around in my head there. Ellsbury agrees with what we were saying earlier. Nothing oh. beats the Hannibal series. That series? Oh, I'll recommend it to everybody. All the so Jay, Jay, have you watched that one? The Hannibal TV show? Was that the one that was on CBS for a while? NBC. Yeah, it had, had Mads, Mikkels, Mads in it. Yeah. No, I have not watched I know of it. I have not watched it. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah. It's not as good as Star Wars, but it's pretty good. I don't good. <laughs> my kids, Brad. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, this is an easy one. Easy. Okay. In Scarface, Tony Montana arrives to America from what country? <sighs> you got this. Is Bo, it multiple I believe, choice? I believe. What's that? It can. It can be if you want it to be. Colombia. We'll do multiple choices. It Colombia, <laughs> Cuba, Puerto Cuba. Rico, it's Cuba. Guatemala, Cuba. Cuba? Yeah. <laughs> I think I had some help there. Yeah. You get two Scarface questions back to back. Oh, yeah. Where are we at? Scarface, 1983. Again, Brad, you need to go watch it. Um, I've got Scarface, dude. I've seen it. What was used to kill Angel Fernandez when a drug deal goes wrong? Multiple choice. A chainsaw? A baseball bat? A gun? Or a knife? Oof, I can't remember. I'm going to go with the bad. drug deal goes bad. It, it's very, it, I'll say it's, I'll a, give you a, a hint. You don't a, actually see it. You just see the blood splattering. I'm going to say a, chainsaw, chainsaw then. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a weapon that Bishop Ryder likes to use. Yeah. Oh yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. But his is probably on fire or something when he uses it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, even Laurel says these are the hardest questions. Ever. 
Right. In the movie The Godfather, the original, 1972, what are the names of the blood-related sons? What are the sons' names? Is it Sonny? And... I've never seen this movie, so I don't know. I, have seen you really? I don't believe you. You never really, really never seen Godfather? Never seen it. No. Oh my god. Well, I'll just tell you since you've never seen it. Uh, yeah. You got some homework to do, and he's going. He's going to miss the last one too. So. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> great job, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fredo, Michael, and Santino. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. I worked hard and, on these questions. And the final one is in the Godfather. Where did Vic, I'm not even going to read it because that's a spoiler. He hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We won't even say that. So she's going well, to, I think I've been spoiled that? throughout throughout my life. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, oh, who's the? Is it Sonny dies in the second one? Sonny's the, one, the one that gets shot in the phone booth, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They just blast him to pieces. The toll booth. The toll, toll booth. Yeah. 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 Paul Sheldon. Yes. Yes. And Fredo, the kill out on the boat. Oh, Fredo dies? Ah, oh, spoiled it. <laughs> Dude. Ah. Yeah, there, there's like. I, I knew it was you, Fredo. There, you. A lot of people die close to the end of part one. Yeah. Part two is more about a backstory. Part mm -hmm. two is mainly yeah, backstory they, stuff. They go to Italy in part, don't they, in part two. Part three, they pull yeah. them back in. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> hates part three. I thought part three was not bad. It's not the best. I thought part three is decent. I don't know why, yeah. But hey, stop ragging on my questions, everyone. That was the worst, Jay. No, <laughs> you can not. never, you can never complain about the questions anymore. Those were good questions. Yeah. Well, I mean, he writes crime. I just figured. Yeah. Okay. So fine. have you? I just never had a desire to watch Godfather. You just never got around to it. Oh uh, yeah, I just never got around to it. And then when the kids came, it you know it's. You just never got to it. I, I, I figured eventually they'd want to see it and I'd watch it with them. So, mm -hmm. but it hasn't happened yet. But we, like I said, we watched Silence of the Lambs. Thank uh, you, Laurel. It insists on itself. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> that's a Family Guy reference there. Yeah. Honest, uh, if you watch Silence of the Lambs, I think you could do Godfather with them because I don't, it's not worse than Silence of the Lambs, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not even that. It's just their interest in it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it's is a very slow three-hour movie. Well, it it is. Like, like I said, with Sons of the Lambs, like there was not a phone picked up. Like it was that doesn't happen very often. So you always know you got a good movie. Yeah, Godfather series. I mean, they're kind of they're kind of slow. I, I think part two, part two is pretty long. Part two is like an hour longer than part one. I think, isn't it? I mean, they got they go uh, they're back. All, into, they're all about three hours long or so. Yeah, they go they go back to um, some deep history. In part they go two. back to the motherland. Yeah. Yeah. What would you think about Bishop Ryder becoming his own series uh, of movies? I've been asked that? that question too. Yeah. Okay. I would. Uh, I would love it. Oh, you Jack know, wants to know too. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, who would cast uh, in a Ryder adaptation? Well, I've said that ever since uh, I saw that uh, Punisher Warzone. Ray Stevenson has been in my head, and I've always said Charles Bronson would be like an old man Ryder, right? Just a little mm -hmm. less hair, but. And I always said uh, Jeremiah would uh, Timothy Oliphant. I, I picture in my head with uh, writer. I like him. Uh, I like him a lot. The, yeah. And uh, Gleason, uh, I always picture as Batista. <clears throat> and then uh, I can't remember the actor of Ray, but I saw him. He was on uh, Game of Thrones. And I'm like, that, that's, that's Ray. He doesn't wear socks. Yeah. So 
Anyways, <laughs> who, who did he play on Game of Thrones? What was the character in Game of Thrones? Uh, Jor Jorah. Jorah Mormont. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could see him as Ray. Yeah. What What is this Game of Thrones you're talking about here? <laughs> don't say don't, don't even start. Yeah. <laughs> I I think, now that that ended, that ended poorly, but they, they, for the first four or five seasons, that was some oh, that was some great shit. Was well, that's when it turned bad? Is they out they outshot the book? The books were right. They didn't have anything else to go off of, and they just were making it up. Yes, and that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But we watched uh, my youngest likes it, and we watched that House of Dragon, and that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Ellsbury has a, a question. Have you ever thought about writing for fictional crime podcasts? That'd be cool. No, it's never crossed my mind. I wouldn't know where to begin, but uh, I was, we're like, just planning. We're, we're, we're planning your future out since, yeah. you, since you've decided to, you know. Yeah. You're not you're not writing books anymore, but now you can write podcast scripts. Podcast scripts, yeah. Like real, real uh, life podcasts, like the ones I see like on Dateline. Uh, there was a, what is it? Um, the no sleep podcast, like they do like scripted out like stories. I, I know like Jim Moore writes scripts for him all the time. And I think LP Hernandez does. He might even be one of the voice. Oh, people, maybe. There's, a, there's a, um, there's, there's a, a show on Hulu uh, with Steve Martin and Martin short where they kind of do that. Uh, only murders in the building. I think it is or something like that. And like, yeah, like no sleep. And uh, they, that's what they're doing. They're, they're actually like uh, writing out a script for a podcast. Yeah. So. And that uh, Jordan Peele just announced like yesterday that he's got a scripted podcast coming on Spotify, maybe today that uh, Clay McLeod Chapman wrote some stuff for. So what they, they write it out and it, it acts out in the background or it's kind of like oh, an audio book. It's like an audio book. They, they write the script and then the voice actors narrate it and act it out. Oh, okay. So it's not a live action show. No. Okay. No, I mean, no I've you, never thought about that. The yeah. murders aren't actually happening. What's that? <laughs> The murders aren't actually happening, you know. They're not. Oh, the, well, that's oh, good. I've been stabbed <laughs> in the heart. Yes. Ah. You could totally do a Bishop Ryder podcast. Yeah. You should. You could voice act it out. That'd be cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah. Well, that, you don't. You know how you play that out. It just. Yeah. Starts podcast. It's about Bishop Ryder. The stuff that did, did not make it in the books. It's like the mix of my pay for it. Have like a subscription. The after dark part, you know, the the exclusive stuff that did not make it in the books, and then you will have people really thinking this is real stuff. Yeah. So it will burn them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. They, they do the sound effects, and you that's how you get the the final four stories to get to a hundred is do yeah. like an do like an hour special of these final four episodes of Bishop Writer's Life. These yeah, these Doctor Who specials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We can so have some kind of marketing plan for this. Have people show you the receipt of buying all five books, and you'll send them the audio of that podcast. You guys, you, you yeah, guys yeah. are going to have me writing books again. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah we need it. you to write books. That, 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 that was the plan. When we knew that, that you yeah. were going to, yeah, when you were going to hang it up, you know, we yeah. figured we're pushing you in the right a, direction. I'm not just saying this because you're here. <laughs> I would say it behind your back, too. You're a good writer. I enjoy your stuff. You need to write more stuff. Well, thanks, Why man. would you tell him that? No. <laughs> yeah. But that would be really cool to like. I know you, earlier you said you didn't, you couldn't do the last four stories because you want to phone it in. But if you well, were to do four I probably more could have over time, but then, you know, just to make the even hundred, right? You, I'd have to write a whole new book. And then it would be a different number. I just thought it'd be nice mm -hmm. and cool to end on a hundred, right? So, yeah. With this one that's coming out at Shotgun Honey, 
that'll be 97, right? So who knows? I okay. might get to 100. They just won't be collected, right? They'll just be out there on the interwebs. So do you or have any, of, like... Go ahead, say, instead, of making them, instead of making them like a short story, make them each a novella. Release like three <laughs> novellas, three novellas in one. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Bo. Come on, Bo. Yeah. Work, <laughs> work with me, guys. Work with me. What? Yeah. Absorb all these you know, suggestions we're throwing at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you were to do the the last three stories, do you have like any ideas on the timeline where you want them to be, or you? Have yet? <clears throat> well, I, like, I've looked, there is a few uh, open ended stories in there I never touched on. Like, I think it's I want to say a, a guy in a sander or a guy in a parka with a sander <laughs> or something that I never I just mentioned it and i never finished it right but i could come back to that you can always come back to that but yeah there's sure there's always stories i could come back to or look at it from a different perspective or a different angle right mm -hmm. so it's, it's one of the in space. what's that in space in, in space jason x jason yeah. x yes yeah that's what i was thinking of right there I mean, <laughs> it gets to a point where it's just like okay what do we could do that we haven't done yet so yeah yeah, so I'd always like the, uh, there's like some team ups I'd like. Uh, you know, I would love if uh, I reached out to uh, Laird Barron uh, about writing yeah. for this anthology. I said I'd love uh, <clears throat> Isaiah Coleridge and him to have a team up, and he said if he could, he would. So that's pretty cool. And then I reached out to Sean Cosby and I said his character Bug that would be cool too. And he said if he could, he will. So that'd be so it's, it's it's amazing what's happening with this anthology. Are you allowed to say who? I don't, have you officially picked any stories yet, or is it still? No, we're, we're going to wait till we get them all in, right? Okay, and then make your decision from there. You know, because I don't even know if, like, I've read them all when they came in, and then I pass them on to Hector, and then I so I don't even know if he's read them yet. But uh, okay. the ones I read, there, there's a there's a couple that are making it in for sure, and there's a couple that need some work. And if uh, the writers work with us, I think maybe we could get them there, but. So I would say maybe out of the ten that have been sent so far, sent so far, I would say three, for sure. I would say yes. Jay, Jay, write a story for it. <laughs> in space, come yeah. on, Jay. Yeah, that's that's where the bishop writer in space, the uh, horror erotica, space erotica comes in. It's just this is where they they cryogenically froze writer. It's like two hundred years later, yeah. and he's out floating in space, and he's killing pedophiles in space. <laughs> well, hopefully they're eradicated by then. But yeah, they're probably not going to be. They're alien pedophiles. Yeah. <laughs> it's With a whole different ball game then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, nah, I, I don't have in, one. I don't I don't need another rejection this year. <laughs> in the uh in the, part of, the it's part of the process. Did you get a lot of rejections when you were submitting stories early on? Easy, yeah. Easy four hundred. And I lost count. Yeah. Yeah. Mm you're just and you, you got to come to it that's just part of the part of the business your stories they don't fit right i remember one guy said one of the writers story why is the two guys in it have two b names and that's why they rejected it i'm like all right whatever <laughs> and then it got picked up whatever months later right and they were fine with guys with two b names right i'm like but sometimes it's, Bishop... weird. sometimes it's just form rejection sometimes you get something like that right so and it's like I said, I'm never going to be everybody's cup of tea. Not everybody likes a guy that chops up rapists and pedophiles, which I understand totally, right? Yeah, I kind of dig it. But yeah. was there ever any anything from any of those rejections, like constructive criticism at all, that you took to heart and applied going forward at all? Um, one, I well, <laughs> I don't know if I did or not because I got one rejection where it said I write with no soul, 
And I'm like, wow, I didn't think it. I thought I what? Put it. But <laughs> that's a lot, that's anyways, a little harsh. That, that's yeah. a little personal, isn't it? I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but anyways, that story got accepted next too. So I don't know. It's it all depends. Like, whatever. It's a crapshoot, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what the little, um? I I would probably like respond to that one. Like no. Nah. <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> I, at the beginning too, when they reject me, I said, well, thank you for your time. I'd back, but I, I learned that that's bad etiquette. I'm like, oh, I was just trying to say thanks for your time, but whatever. So I stopped oh, doing yeah. that. You know, you learn these things. Is it really saying yeah. thanks for your time? That's bad. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Well, I've heard <laughs> that it is, but so I stopped doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say you don't know good taste. I want to just, <laughs> just move on. And then like, you know, a year later, I'm like, oh yeah, you remember that, do you? That's not and then that, that editor floated your yeah. name to all the other yeah, editor exactly. friends and then you get all the rejections. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. With um with the anthology, are you gonna do a story for the anthology or are you just gonna let it be everyone else yep. doing it? Yeah, I'm no I'm done. No more writer. <clears throat> yeah. Not in print anyway. We're yeah. gonna squeeze another writer story out of you before the show's over, Bo. We're gonna start a petition on on, yeah. on, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, Hector's gonna write the forward, so and I'm just gonna help edit. So yeah. Maybe the back copy. Maybe I'll write the back copy. We'll see. You write the back copy. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to dedicate it to Bo? You got to get it dedicated to yourself. Well, I'm sending. I'm running out of people to dedicate books to. I said, you know, so I dedicated the last one to everyone. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll dedicate it to Bruce. There you go, yeah. Bruce. Bruce, Bo, Bishop, Batista. Too many B yeah. names, Bo. So here's, yes, what, you, here's what you can. Yes, I haven't changed. <laughs> here's what you could do because you you. I know you said that the last book bombed before this one. You got some core readers that that have read all all of the books. So now the Bishop Writer's done. So you say, have those people write how he has affected their life. That's a book in itself. That's that's a a different kind of anthology. So yeah, and then run it by my publisher. Yeah. So you, you mentioned you mentioned a few people that you want to do like a team up bishop uh, and, and one of their characters. Aside from that, mm-hmm. has there been anyone else you want to do a collaboration with, not bishop writer related? Um, well, I've or have you been approached to do, to do something like that too? I have, yeah, but I just think you know, especially when I put it out there that I'm done. You know, I've had some people approach me, but I think. Uh, and it's very humbling and thank I thank them, but I just think I'll, like I said, I'm never say never, but right now I'm just I'm I'm tapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With not I don't want to keep harboring it, but with that, do you think it's you just don't know what you want to write next? Or you just No, I think I'm was, just tired was, of the was, tired of the grind or the hustle, right? Oh yeah. Now if I had an agent, maybe that'd be different, mm-hmm. right? So but I just I don't and I like I said, I put myself behind the eight ball doing it short story, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've come to the conclusion, I thought that maybe in time, like because the attention span is so short nowadays, that short stories would work. But still, mm-hmm. you got to have the novel, I think, right? I think I the novella novel, I think the novella, novella really yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. I, I like from somebody, and Brad can say his part of it, but. I mean, I, I I read novels, novellas, and short stories, and sometimes I get burned out when I start reading short stories because once it starts to develop, it's done. You know, when a story mm-hmm. starts to develop, in, in the novel, I don't have the attention span to do a lot of novels, so the novella, <laughs> the novella really works well for me yeah. for some of my attention span because 
it, it builds up and you can get the right amount of attraction to the sure. story where sometimes a short story, you're like, you know, 20 pages. You're like, well, damn, I want it like 20 more, 25 more pages, you know? Well, that's so why I, I tried to hedge. I tried to hedge yeah. my bets by doing it this way. And I, I thought after the popularity of all of them to burn that two full books of just plain Bishop Ryder would do the trick, but I was incorrect. And maybe they like the other stories more than Bishop Ryder. I don't know, but something, there was a disconnect between the popularity of all of them to burn and the crash and burn of brand new dark. Now mm -hmm. we'll see what happens with old man Ryder. I don't know. Maybe I'm just my even books take a dump and the odd <laughs> ones are fine. I don't know. I will say for well, me, because I, I was telling Bo off air that I think it was back in September, I read King's fairy tale. It's what 500 some pages. And I think that put me in a reading slump or book burnout, whatever you want to call it. But reading these short stories in Old Man Rider, I feel like it's getting me back into it because it's something quick I can digest. And oh, yeah. I've hit the goal. I've finished it. I don't, I don't have 400 pages left over. So I think that's got me back into reading normally, consistently again, you know, that quick, something I can finish quick. So I think it just depends on what your mood is. Maybe if the short story is working for you, if you want to read a longer book. Because for me right now, the short stories are what's working for me at this time. And I always love short stories anyway, but specifically right now, telling me to get over that, the book burnout or whatever you'll call it. Glad to help. I call them little punches to the jaw. Hopefully there they are. Jay's review is going to be, they're a kick to the balls. That's his tagline. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my youngest the other day said, kick him in the zipper. And, and I don't know if I was, I don't know. If, I didn't know if I should have laughed. Kick him or in the zipper. Kick him in the zipper. Yeah, I asked her where it. Well, I did ask her where she got it from. <laughs> one of those, one of those uh, young Disney shows. She's nine. And as a, like when she said that, I was like, "Are you kidding?" Like, and my oldest daughter was in the car, and her friend was in the car, and we all just started laughing when she said it. Like, kick him in the zipper. We're like, yeah. So that's gonna be my new tagline. That's, <laughs> I like that. The zipper. It's gender neutral. You're just kicking yeah. them whoever in the zipper. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's always a zipper there. Well, maybe not always, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> That's just a little uh, story there, story time for you. So with, with the crimes, not, is there any other crime books you like to read? Like, I know you're always recommending stuff, but like, who are like your top tier? Like, you should read this person in crime. Oh, Cosby, for sure. Uh, Laird Barron, for sure. Gabino, Iglesias. Um, well, King, I'm always going to, King is where I started, so... But I don't think, hey, there you go. Look at that. I own those two as well. good. Yeah. Yeah, there is a, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Did you like King's crime stuff, like the Mr. Mercedes and The Outsider and stuff? Well, okay, I think I talked to you about this too. The Outsider, that first half of that book, I'm like, this is fucking so awesome. And then mm -hmm. the last half let me down. So <sighs> an eight. Right. But then uh, Mr. Mercedes, I like the first one. I didn't really care for the second one. I think which was finder, finders, keepers, finders, finders keepers. Yeah. I like two, but I would say that first one was the best. So I, I can't say that, you know, I, I like Joyland. I, I really enjoyed Joyland, but uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Some of the, like the classic thing, like the stand, it, <clears throat> pet cemetery, uh, the dark half, the dark tower, like that stuff's always going to be with me. Right. Like I remember yeah. when I first read uh, Eyes of the Dragon and when I realized that uh, Merlin was Randall Flagg, like, fuck me. Like that just <laughs> blew my fucking mind, right? Hey, then, that's, that's a spoiler. I have a That is a spoiler, sorry. 
Jay, or you're like, never going to read that book. <laughs> that, that's, his fan, that's a fantasy one. That's, that's fantasy, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I probably won't read it. I remember uh, I was working at nights at a grocery store when I was 18 or 19, and I was reading The Dark Tower, The Gunslinger. And then I got to the end of it when he's talking with uh, Walter. Don't, and, don't spoil this one, though, Bo. That's too good to spoil. No, I won't. But he's just talking to Walter, and he says how he look at uh, our world is a, <clears throat> a blade of grass and a field of grass. And it sort of just it opened my mind, and I'm like, I, my mind was blown again. And I was mm-hmm. hooked ever since. That's one of my favorite lines is there are other worlds in these. Oh, I love yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Because literally yeah. The, the bookshelf, wherever it is, bookshelf, there's all those worlds on there. Yeah. Going through. I will not forget the face of my father for sure. There you go. I agree with you on the uh, the outsider. Like the first part, first half, that was like great. But then he lost it with like the supernatural entity that, is that a spoiler? Sorry. I didn't think it was going, but I guess yeah. looking back, it had to go there, right? It just wasn't it wasn't what the first half was. And I think right. that's what was the but, job. You know, I, mean, I remember reading the first half. I'm thinking, okay, how is he going to pull this off? Yeah. You know, yeah. and, I, and I was like reading furiously, like trying to get to where it, it gets pulled off. And the way it does, I'm like, oh, that's such a letdown, really. Yeah. To me, it was. So spoilers for the book. It's supposed to be whatever that entity is, is another creature that is like Pennywise. It's another one of those creatures. Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like another spoiler. Uh, I love Under the Dome. I love it. It's just, the ending is just not my cup of tea. And really, I was, that whole book was so, it was so long and so good until I'm like, really? We're ants under a, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. That was like a, that was like a, um, a comment on social, the, society or something but still pick up the glass and yeah go on <laughs> but still he's written so many great books with so many great endings i can forgive the ones that i don't really care for right yeah yeah so he always, always been thinks a... he's getting close to his death which is gonna suck hopefully he's got 20 more years but when he does and if we're still here i imagine how many trunk novels he he has yeah it might see the light of day who knows do you think he has a bunch? Because in the back of these ones, like he says, he's he finished writing them like the year before. Yeah, I yeah, I think he probably over the course of how many years? Yeah, if yeah. he gets one every three years or whatever, right? Think about that over the forty years or whatever, right? You got to wonder, like, who is actually going to be in charge of his estate, and mm-hmm. if he's got something written out, like maybe he's got something in writing that says that once he is gone, you can release this and this and this, and you know and yeah. It'd be like a whole nother hundred books after that. Who knows? Or yep. he might say, burn them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> burn them all. Yeah. No one's reading this. Yeah. I'd say Tabitha would be in charge if she's still around at that time. I would say, yeah. yeah. I mean, but she's or, got uh, or uh, Mrs. Mr. Mr. King's wife. I can't yeah. believe some people on social media sometimes. Her name is Tabitha. Yeah. Tabitha King. She's also an author. She's got books. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And both of his sons. I think he has a daughter too, but I don't think she writes. I might be wrong. No, I don't I think, think she writes. Yeah, I think she's a minister, if I remember. Yeah, that's 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 odd. odd. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of odd. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, how's that? She's like, "Hi, I'm a minister. My dad is Stephen King." <laughs> <laughs> the looks, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Naomi, isn't it? I think yeah, I think it's Naomi. But did you did you read a lot growing up, consuming a lot of books? Oh, well, the whole thing that got me started is I got a job at a grocery store and I bought my brother uh, Misery for his 13th birthday and he wouldn't read it. 
So I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to read it. <laughs> and I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. Like it was voracious. Right. And then, like I said, you know, life gets in the way and then you get back to it. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So brother didn't even library read... upstairs. What's that? Brother, brother didn't even read his own birthday present. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you open it like, oh, you got me a book. Okay, yeah. great. Well, yeah, you got to think of it. He was thirteen, but I've been like all proud of myself. I'm like, I got my own money now. Right, I'm making yeah. four fifty five an hour at this time, and I bought him a present, and he could care less. But yeah, you think back, of course, he was thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> was he was he not a reader though? You just happened to get him a book. Yeah, he was more into guitar, but he's a reader now. Yes, yeah. Okay. Does he read he's your stuff? A minister now. Yeah, yeah. Does he read so your he, stuff? Does he read your stuff? Oh yeah, he's he's my first set of eyes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he helps me. Uh, he edits, and then we send it to uh, down and out. It goes through the editing process. There comes back. He reads it again. I read it again, and then we send it back. So, so let me ask you: since you've written all of these uh, books with Bishop Ryder, what has changed for you as far as your style, or has it gotten stronger? Or at the in some of the later books. Do you see a, a change yourself? Um, I would say I've gotten stronger as as a as a writer. I think you just—it's like a muscle. You're just flexing it more and more, right? Uh, but like I said, I have bouts where I I don't write, and then I'm like, am I going to forget how to write? And of course, you're not going to forget how to write because I've always <laughs> been a big uh, adage of uh, writing begets writing begets writing. Because if I finally get an idea and I start, it usually tumbles into something. I've always said with Bishop especially Bishop, I write a story, it's open to a prequel or a sequel as soon as I write it, Right. the way yeah. I write it, right? So I'm fortunate there. And it doesn't always happen that way, but it's when it does, I'm like, wow, man, I just knocked off whatever 8,000 words in three stories, right? Right. And you were, you were mentioning earlier that um, Brand New Dark bombed, right? Yes. And not, not to, you know, bring up old, old wounds or anything, uh, but it... It got some reviews. Oh, uh, no. It, it, trust me. It is my most reviewed book. It, it, it amazes right. me, the disconnect, that it's such a bomb, but it's got the, the most reviews I've ever had in my life. So how, how often do you actually look at the reviews, and, and what do you care about? How do you feel about the negative ones compared to the positive ones? Well, do, you read it? do you read every one? Does it really even matter to you as far as oh, yeah, I, 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 mean, about they, it I know how people say they don't read reviews. I read reviews. I do. Okay. I like them when people dig it. When people don't dig it, what are you going to do? I'm not everybody's cup of tea, right? So right. I yeah. got to deal with it. I got to live with it. You know, now, if it's one of those assholes, like uh, it came uh, folded from Amazon and they give me a one, fuck you. Like, that's not my fault. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I got to live with that too. Yeah, know? really. Has yeah. a crease in it. It didn't come from my house. I mean, yes. Or a one because they didn't receive it. How's yeah. that on you? <laughs> they, but they don't care. They don't fucking. I'll claim with Amazon yeah. and, and get and get it replaced. You know, yeah. my favorite one is when they give it a one star review because the book has deckled edges, and they're like, "The machine ain't my pages up in the book." But like, no, that's how it's supposed <laughs> right. to be. You idiot. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was that one, and there was one I saw of Stephen Graham Jones for his book, The Only Good Indians. They were offended that he put the word Indian in the book title. It's like, do you not know anything about this author whatsoever? Yeah, they do not. No, obviously, no, apparently, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and don't do that too. Like, if they get a book and read it, review it, and it's like, it's not what I expected. Well, did you read a description of, of what it is? Have you looked at any advertising for it? You know, yeah. if you want a fantasy, you don't buy a horror. You know what I mean? It's yeah. whatever. 
It takes all kinds. Now, sure. now, now we're reviewing reviewers, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, old man Ryder was going to be a love story. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where are the tits and ass? Yes. Yeah. yeah really. <laughs> I want. I want it more Fifty Shades of Grey and not so yeah. much, you know, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing then. <laughs> no. Yeah, and trust me, I. Uh, it's tough out there to get reviews. You know, I review, I, I like to be reviewed, but it's, it's, you know, Amazon has us by the fucking balls. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have to, whatever the certain algorithm, you have to hit 25 reviews or 50 reviews or hundred reviews. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's just so hard. And I get it. People already bought your book. They don't want to review it too. I get it. But so it's nice. I cherish yeah. each one that I get, you know, there is, and, and a, they're, so, they're so picky with their reviews too, because like I, you know, I, I normally just, copied the one i put on goodreads and put it over yeah. on amazon but if i say it, it's it's like a kick to the balls amazon's not going to post it they yeah, should not be say hey we you got to change something they, you know we we can't post it i'm like and well, and they don't even tell you what you need to change yeah which drives so me you're up looking at the wall there, <laughs> yeah. and you know usually the ones i put on goodreads and the ones i put in my videos those are real true my feelings my reactions so i'm like yeah it fucking blew me away you yeah. know but if i put that in goodreads it works or in my videos, it works. If I put it on Amazon, they're like, no. So now you, yeah. So now you have to write two reviews. Yeah. Or curb the way you write a review, which you shouldn't have to do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure for your brand new dark review that they did, they declined it at least the first time. And they don't tell you why. There's like it violated our policy, and they just yeah, give you yeah. this giant list. Like, well, that tells me absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think I finally got it on there. I had to edit something out, but it was probably something dumb, like kills or something stupid like that i don't know yeah. they don't ever tell you why i i'll be yeah. the first to admit i i forget because you can't with goodreads you could put up the review before the book comes out because i get a lot yeah. of arcs and i mm -hmm. forget you can't do that with amazon and i'm like shit i this book's been out two months now and i forgot to put my review up for it so yeah that's yeah. so i tried to do some because because of uh, going back to brand new dark and old man writer i said i had to change the way that i released a book i have to do something if, if i i knew this was going to be my last book so i wanted to change it so I finished it last November and I think I, at the beginning of December, I, I approached everybody and like, I'm like, this is not a clean edit. It's as clean as I can get it, but I'm just trying to do something different for the release. So I sent it out to the world and you know, that's 11 months before it was released, I think 10 months. Mm -hmm. And I sent it out to 25 people and I've gotten five reviews from it and I get it. Everybody's got a whole life, but it's just, it's so it's such a hard gamble yeah. to try and, run this gamut of this business right so i don't know what else to do like this new book it's got 12 reviews now or 12 ratings reviews mixed and so that came out three weeks ago and the big machine eats came out four years ago and it's got nine reviews like it's just it's it's weird and i know it's just probably because i've gotten more popular and that's why there's there's more reviews but it's just weird how uh, reviews and ratings hold you by the balls yeah, mm -hmm. but you can't say your Amazon review though. What's that? You can't say "hold you by the balls." <laughs> oh no, you don't. <laughs> so get rid of that one. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of that, I got a, a ban from a TikTok flamethrower uh, <laughs> video. Really? <laughs> yes. And I even uh, put a star in the E of the pedophile I was, you know, attacking. But anyways, <laughs> no more flamethrower uh, videos on TikTok. That's for sure. Yeah. My account still has the account warning on it when I go on there. Does it? <laughs> yeah, bastards. 
Ellsbury's got a question for you. Have you ever attended any writing conventions or festivals to meet up with other other writers? Yes. Uh, in 2017, I went to my first one. I was a green newbie, I had mentioned, uh, called VoucherCon. It was a great experience. I recommend it to any new writer to go. Uh, the camaraderie was awesome. And I am actually, my wife uh, said it was okay. And I'm going back in <laughs> August of next year to San Diego. I'm coming to the oh, States. Nice. Oh, to boy. Voucher, yeah, VoucherCon in 2023. So I haven't I like, been in six years. So, yeah. I like how you said you had to get your wife's approval. <laughs> I <laughs> me did. And, me, and, me and Jay know the pain. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's all... We, we have to, we've had to rearrange shows because, yeah. you know. Well, it's a partnership, right? Yeah. We, we, we didn't have uh, permission for certain things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice that we have to ask permission, but they don't ever ask us permission, right? Is that how it goes? Right. right. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get mine listening. Bo's yeah. playing the fifth. <laughs> yeah. I don't think mine's listening right now. She only listens to like the first five, 10 minutes and she turns us off. So we mine doesn't watch <laughs> mine watches zero minutes. So <laughs> but will that, uh, will that be your first time coming to the States or have you been here? Before? No, I usually, before pre COVID, I would go once a year with my uncles on a golf trip. I'll okay. go down to Sebring or Hilton head. So, okay. That was the research he was doing on how to get rid of bodies and <laughs> murders and stuff. They don't, have that up lines, in, yeah. they don't have that up in Canada. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. They murdered somebody. I, there I, like, I once killed a guy like golf ball. So that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just that one time. Just that one time. Yeah. He's in the sand trap now. <laughs> so so like how, long are you, uh, how long are you on, on uh, uh, TikTok probation then? I don't know. It's well, been up there for a week now. Yeah. I don't know how long it lasts. I just, I'm trying to steer clear of violent videos. Like there was, <laughs> and a, and there was a good two weeks there that uh, I was uh, using an ax because it, it got pretty popular. Yeah. You know, to this little, it was only like seven or eight seconds, but it was like I was pedophiles, rapists, whatever. I put all the dots so they wouldn't, and they were going great for three weeks. And then I put a flamethrower up and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you crossed the line, Bob. I crossed the line with a flamethrower. Yes. Yeah. But an ax. Chopping down off screen, right? I was going to ask with the with like the violence and stuff you do in your books and the type of kills. Do you do like any research to make sure it's like anatomically correct or that like this would really happen to a body or anything like that when you do that kind of stuff? Yeah, I have in the past. Yeah, usually I wing it. Like I try. Like when I write my <laughs> violence, I don't want to be gratuitous, so I just yeah. try and sometimes I call it on screen but not right i don't mm -hmm. try and go for the gross out or whatever but yeah i have had to like how much does a head actually weigh and if i put it on this would it work and then like i was looking up uh eight well takes today for a story i'm working on so how much i ended up going with a metric fuck ton of seawater <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah that, that measurement always works right yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Does so your Google search history like how much does the headway? Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Clear that before. Now he's knocking on your door, but we gotta talk yeah, about yes. something that yeah. we got an alert. What are you guys looking at? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see Bruce with no arms. Like, what is going on here? What is going on? You're a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, yeah, I, I agree. Your books are they're violent, but they're not they're not gratuitous and they're not like super gory or anything. There's right. not like I mean, you'll mention like Someone gets shot in the face and their their brain splatters, but you don't go into like the nitty gritty details of it and all that right. stuff. You kind of ride the the line of it. 
I, I think they're extreme at times, but they're not considered extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't I think, say they're extreme. No, yeah. I try to ride the line. Yep, I work hard at it. Yep. Have Have you ever read anything you're like, that's too far? I need to rein it back in some. No, do you just do no, because sometimes not, I do. I, I feel it needs it, but I just yeah. do. I use it sparingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you never self, I guess, edit yourself like that. You're like, I, you're pushing it too far. You don't worry about that. Well, I can't say never. I I, I have, but. If, if it, if it, sometimes you kill your darlings. Yes. But yeah, sometimes I, I leave one or two in. I just love that sentence of how the blood <laughs> never. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did this one with a uh, shovel, you know, in the shallow of a neck and I ended up decapitating the guy and I yep. always love that. Yeah. So do you think Ryder can push down harder with his prosthetic leg when he does that with the shovel? No, he, he uses the, he uses the left. Yeah. <laughs> With with all your kills that you've done, do you have a favorite one? Oh, oh I do certainly. I've, I've said this one before. So Ryder was betrayed by a certain individual, and that's how he lost his his leg. So uh-huh. when they catch up to him years later, he okay. uh, Batista guts him uh, from a first floor hotel room, pushes him over, and Ryder grabs him and wraps his entrails around his trailer hitch, <laughs> hits the gas, drives off. Yep, drives off. It's got about six million views on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> And there's there's more of him on the outside than the inside by the time it's over. Oh yeah, he dies by a road rash for sure. Oh, <laughs> nice. Have you? I mean, they're all horrible people. So, but as far as like as far as like your good guys, is there any is there anybody you regret killing off? Maybe not. Maybe not regret killing them. Maybe killing them off when you did. Like maybe you wish they would have stayed around longer. Well, there, there's one thing I I do regret uh, early <clears throat> when I. Uh, wrote them uh, Batista and uh, Ryder as old men. Uh, Batista, he'd got dementia and he was dying of, of cancer and he was getting throat fucked by an orderly in a, in a, <coughs> in a, in a, good in a Lord, hospital. Bo. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, oh, as I look back at it, I'm like, God, oh, did he deserve that? You know, he created story, but I felt for, for the man. There's a, there's you a know, story revolving I, around that one in old man Ryder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt for him more than when I took uh, parts of his face in in, in the third book. <laughs> That's a memorable line. That may be a good place to. We're, uh... we're definitely demonetized now, right? <laughs> yeah. That's probably a good place to start wrapping things up. Uh, talking about. <laughs> I, I will say. Friday you, night. You talked about earlier that all, you know, all the stories are out of sequence or out of order, but yeah. the way you write them, it's not confusing. Cause you'll say, well, this, is before the time you know Batista's face got messed up, or this is after the leg got chopped off. So you always write something in the story that sort of places you in the timeline, and you do a really good job about that. Because well, I think it, otherwise yeah. it it could be really confusing. But you mm. always have those sort of those milestones of this is before this happened to such and such character, and this is before the leg or you know, after the leg. I think you do a really good job of letting us know in the timeline where we're at. Great, thanks. Because I work hard at that too. Yeah. Well, you have to when you, especially when you get so deep in the narrative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. As I start winding down, I do want to know one thing. Like all of these, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, all of these different kind of kills, and, and you try to keep them all straight in your head so you don't repeat yourself too much. But where are you normally, or what are you normally doing? Would you think of some of these? Like, are you just standing in the line at Tim Hortons? Hmm, you know what? Yeah. Molten hot coffee. 
and eyeballs and i mean yeah. do you write it down do you do you have a tape recorder are people watching you say that into your phone yeah. <laughs> while they're calling the cops or funny story yeah so anyways i never used to have a phone i've only had a phone for seven years now six years so it's much easier with notes because usually sometimes i beside my bed i'd have a pencil or whatever i wake up at night but usually it's like one time i'm, I'm driving my uh oldest boy to basketball practice and we're going over a bridge and all of a sudden, I envisioned two guys chucking a guy into a train that was coming. And I'm like, <laughs> why are they doing that? And I'm like, what if he survived? And that was how the genesis of, of one of the yeah. stories in, I want to say it's in my second book. So anyways, that's how you say, or standing in the shower and just thinking, or just driving, right? Sometimes uh, I was driving to, before we lived here, <clears throat> I was driving to the boats, and there's a silo on my right on the highway. And I'm like, why are those two men fighting on the silo? They weren't, but that was in my head. I'm like, right. why are they fighting? And what if they both fell off? So that was the genesis for us. How dangerous is that thinking of that where you're driving? Because you're in all of a sudden transported into like this whole different world yeah. where you're thinking of something part of your book, but you forget you're driving. You're like, oh shit. What um, if, I'm, what I'm, if I'm a defensive is... driver, so I can do both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that could be one itself. What it yep. could be, what if a writer is trying to think of a kill for his character while he's driving and he forgets he's driving it's just like one of those twilight episodes but anyway, <laughs> anyway. yeah we could be, we could be here another five or six hours let's get to jack here and then we can wrap things up any any more folks out there are unable to disconnect the writer from the character uh well it's only happened to me twice in my life so one was from a guy i went to high school with and another one was i think it was at a book signing and after whatever the book signing was it was it was more of a like God thing and you can't write like this. It was really weird, but it's only happened to me twice. Mm -hmm. Nobody's and, outside your house protesting or anything. Right? No, no. Okay. But and if like, they did, I would post about it. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> start recording them. I want yeah. video. Yeah. If they've if, seen any of your videos, they would know, them. they would know better. Cause you have a flamethrower and an ax and Bruce is with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you probably have a stack of your books there. I would start signing them. Give them yeah. out if they were protesting. <laughs> But like a lot of the writers in the horror community are like the nicest people, but they write about like the most deranged, messed <laughs> up situations. And it's like, just because someone writes about this doesn't mean that's how they actually are or what they think or what they believe in. Cause what's or look at is excising our demons. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, uh, uh, what's her name? Like, uh, LJ Doherty, he was here earlier. I don't know if he still is, but he has a book about Nazi hunters with Nazis in it. And I, I know he's not, he doesn't you know agree with all that stuff, but that's, the story he was telling so because your person is killing people and murdering people that's not you know who you are or what you are or anything like that so i don't get that i don't get where people because you write this way you must be that way too i don't right that's a weird connection to make i think it is the disconnect between like it's look up the definition of fiction right but i, I get yeah. it is it's happened where there's been, I've seen the video or the datelines or whatever. I think there was one in CBC that a writer was trying to live out his screenplay by actually killing the guy. So I get it. I get where yeah. it came from. But I'm like, the, the, the one bad apple runs it for everybody. I know. Yes. But if you went to school with me and you know me, and I'm like, and, and I thought he was kidding when this happened to me. And I'm like, <laughs> this is, he's not kidding. I'm like, what the fuck are you, you think I really fucking think about doing this to people? I'm like, dude, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you got to hope right. people realize that because it's the same as like movies too. You see, you see an actor doing something that's like a controversial part. You're going to have sometimes fans be like, yes. well, I'm not a fan anymore because you did that part. And you, you think that's 
you know, the way to be. And it's something they're doing against a job. their beliefs or something. Yeah, it's it's a job mm-hmm. they're getting paid for. So but with a movie, so I feel like it doesn't happen as often with actors playing a role. I feel like it happens more with the author in the books. I don't know. Maybe that's just maybe I, I just don't, don't see I, the, the actor stuff. Sometimes happen with like, I mean, I'm thinking like with movies, like if it's like a political role or a religious role, you know, and and well, I can't be a fan of. Uh, I'm trying to think who's a popular actor, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. anymore because you know he. Because he did blackface and Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like that. You know, like, well, I can't be a fan of his anymore because he did that. And, you know, those are really uptight people, you know. So. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just don't see the movie part as much. But I definitely see what, especially the horror community, like, oh, you must be a horrible person because you write about horrible <laughs> stuff. Like, no, that's that's not no. right at all. Or you read about it's it. Usually, it's usually the opposite. Like, the more horrible things you write, usually the nicer the person is for the most part. At least it's, in it's, it's, nice, it's a nice break from reality. We have so much garbage in our lives. Have some fiction. Have some yeah, it's, fun. it's funny, like like um, they got like rock bands. Some of the heaviest rockers, they're the nicest people too. So it's just mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's just weird the way it works. Yeah. That's enough. What do you guys think? Well, I want one more thing with uh with your stories because they are dark. You know, you are talking about you know horrible people doing horrible things. Is it hard to get out of that mindset? Like, do you get sort of delve into that? And like, is it? Do you go to like a dark place when you write, and you have to like step away and go outside, smell the flowers, or anything? Or does that really affect you like that? No, I can't say that I do. You don't have to go watch My Little Pony or anything like that. Happy? (laughs) No, I don't. Yeah, no. Because I mean, there's there's some there's some we've talked to before that were like, yeah, we need to get out of that headspace after a while. So, no, I can't say that I've ever had to do that. All right, as we start, that's good. That's a good place to end it. I would say say that would be a dark headspace because every story is murdering somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's, (laughs) I try to sometimes I try and change it up, right? And sometimes the murder comes right at the beginning, sometimes at the end, sometimes the middle, sometimes there's four murders, sometimes there's a hundred, right? (laughs) It's, I try to change it up, I try to keep it interesting, like, like my TikToks, I guess. Yeah, where speaking of TikToks, where can people find you? Oh, uh, Bo Johnson 44 on. Both Twitter and TikTok, uh, uh, Bo Justin John, it's in that Instagram, and <clears throat> Bo, Bo Johnson at the old Facebook. The old Facebook. The old Facebook. <laughs> what about your MySpace? Never mind. The poor, that was a joke. poor Tom. 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 Yeah, was Tom. For the- Is that what I put up today, Tom? Yeah, Tom. Yeah. All right. So that's going. What's that with Tom? Tom on MySpace. He was yeah. everyone's number one friend back in the day. And he he never blocked people and he never You guys are uh, cutting out now. Just friended people. Yeah. Oh, Tom on MySpace. Yeah, that's old. Are, are we losing, Hopefully Twitter are we doesn't implode. Yeah, I, I think I've lost you guys. Okay, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. There. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for our special guest tonight, uh, Bo Johnson, like you said, you can find him everywhere Twitter, TikTok, all kinds of places. And it's sad to hear the end of Bishop Ryder, but you know, all good things come to an end, just like this episode. That's a wrap, guys. <laughs> See how I play that in? That's good job, Jay. Crumbles, that, that, good. that was good. That was <laughs> yep. I was like, if, if you like vengeance stories, if you like vigilante justice, if you like the Punisher, go check out Bo's work because you get a little bit of that in all of his stories. It's really good. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Jay.
Till we meet again, everyone. Take care. You got to see thanks us. for hanging out tonight. Bruce, thanks yeah. for coming, dude. Stay safe. <laughs> Jay, I love you. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs>